You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. California has the strongest data privacy law in the country, and it just got stronger. Last year, voters in the state passed the California Consumer Privacy Act, or CCPA, which was one of the toughest and one of the only consumer privacy laws in the country. But then last week, a ballot initiative in California passed, Prop 24, and that's set to strengthen and enforce the CCPA. Here to explain this win and why you should care even if you don't live in California is Recode's Sarah Morrison. Hey, Sarah. Hey, how you doing? So tell me, what was the California Consumer Privacy Act, CCPA, and why was that such a big deal when that went into effect earlier this year? So the CCPA is the law, obviously, and it is about, you know, the regarding the collection and use of customer data. And what it does is it gives Californians the right to request that companies not sell their data. Uh, they can find out what data companies have on them and, you know, if it's being sold and to who. Uh, so it, it gave them a lot of rights regarding like information and, you know, and control that, that they didn't have before and that a lot of people in our, in our country don't live in California still don't have now. Okay. And was CCPA a success or, or no? I've seen the mixed feelings about it. It's still new. I mean, the, even when it went into effect, the attorney general was still sort of working a lot of things out about the language and, and things like that. So, mm-hmm. You know, it's better than nothing. It's a good start. Uh, there are still some some issues with it. It still doesn't maybe go far enough in some ways. So I would say yes and no. Okay, so this is implemented earlier this year. Tell me what happened last week and how that changes the status quo. So last week, uh, Proposition 24 passed, and uh, it's a very long, it's 52-page long ballot measure, so there's a lot to it, but essentially it's, you know, meant to sort of beef up CCPA and close some of the loopholes that businesses were using to get, you know, around it. Uh, it gives some like additional protections to certain categories of information that are considered sensitive, race, sexuality, things like that, can't be used to target you for ads. What I think is, is a big thing is that it creates and funds a state agency that will enforce the law. So CCPA was left up to basically the attorney general and he had already said they could do maybe a couple cases a year. So now that you have a state agency that'll be doing this, you know, companies now have a lot more motivation to comply with the law. And uh, one other unique thing about Proposition 24 is it is, uh, as far as I know, the only proposition that has its own rap song. Prop 24, Prop, Prop 24. Don't sell my data, lose my location. My health, my race, religion, and whatever else you're saving. Prop 24, prop, prop 24, yes. Yo, it's time we take back our data. Vote yes, Prop 24, California. All right, so it's pretty clear there are some winners and losers from this. I mean, who supported Prop 24 and who opposed it? Alistair McTaggart, who was sort of behind CCPA. Uh, He's a a real estate millionaire, I believe, who just one day decided that he thought 
California should have more data privacy and financed and, you know, headed up a movement. Uh, Alistair McTaggart's group is called Californians for Consumer Privacy. You know, they're a big group. They've got some people who are sort of, you know, on their side supporting it. I think the NAACP supported it. Uh, I think what was probably more surprising here was the groups that were against it or not for it. The American Civil Liberties Union was very much against it. Uh, the Electronic Frontier Foundation, which is like a digital rights advocacy group, said that they were neither for nor against it. They just said it was a mixed bag. So why should people who are outside of California care about this? I mean, look, obviously, this is uh, important to consumers in, in one state. But make the case to me why someone in New Jersey or Florida should care about Prop 24 in California. Well, um, some companies have actually just extended California's protections to everybody. So whatever. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I've been able to to tell companies not to sell. My, I'm, I'm not in California. I've been able to tell companies not to sell my information. I've been able to request what data they collect about me. Um, so it's very possible that you, you can get the same, you know, depending on the company, the same rights that Californians have, you know, so maybe a little bit longer term, this makes it a lot more likely that other states and, and, and the federal government might follow and make their own rules. California tends to be a pioneer in like progressive laws and then a lot of other states follow. So it wouldn't be very surprising if that kind of happens here as well. You think that this is going to be a national trend and other states, even if they don't want to follow California, will be forced to by public opinion over time? Yeah, I mean, I think generally public opinion, people like privacy, right? So this is always a demonstration that, that people like that. I think that we've seen some other states enact or try to enact similar privacy laws. I think that trend will kind of continue. I've been more interested in like federal legislation and what, what that could look like. I mean, there was a lot of momentum for that before 2020. In the beginning of 2020, we saw a lot of lawmakers coming you know, out with that. We had a Senate Commerce Committee hearing about it. The pandemic kind of put a lot of that to the side. You know, and depending on how the election shakes out, we could see that get you know, pick back up again. One thing Alistair McTaggart said to me is one in eight Americans live in California, right? So, if, you know, if they have those rights and voted for those rights, it kind of can be seen as a mandate to lawmakers in the rest of the country and on the federal level that, that we should get something done here. And I will say there is there has been bipartisan, you know, support for privacy laws. And even the tech industry has said that they support federal privacy laws. So it's sort of what that will look like. They should pay a fine. Sarah Morrison, Recode reporter here. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement.